Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today I would like to talk about Cicada, Flash, and kind of things that have been going on in the Arrowverse lately. Now, before you start wondering, no, I'm not going to be talking about Elseworlds today because I'm waiting for all three episodes to come out, and then I'm going to watch it as a big movie because I like doing that for the... Uh, events like elseworlds so um i am excited about it though i love black i lo love batwoman and I, I think ruby rose will make an interesting batwoman and i have been assiduously ignoring any talk about elseworlds other than having watched all of the trailers multiple times so that is something i will not be talking about today but rest assured i will be talking about it when we actually sit down and watch it so before I start talking about Flash, um, I, I want to just kind of give you all a sense of my experience of the Arrowverse shows. I mean, I'm a big fan of quite a few of them. I have decided to wait on, and I'm hoping this isn't a bad idea, but I've, I've been, I've, I've decided for season two to wait on, um, Black Lightning until it goes up on Netflix and hopefully it does go up on Netflix because it was much easier to watch season one on Netflix and be able to binge through it and I, I got there in the end I got to where I kind of enjoyed it towards the end this season I think it's doing better I like it a lot more but my biggest complaint with all of the CW shows as you know is you know we pay for a commercial free version of them and they're not commercial free they have about two minutes of hey look at all of our other shows in between you know where the credits should be and that's not no commercials and it just it gets annoying because it's the same set every time and we can't fast forward through them every time and it just gets frustrating so you know, I feel like if, you know, you're paying for commercial free, you should get, get it that way. But maybe that's just me. Anywho, um, so I'm not going to be really talking about Black Lightning this season, just because I'm going to wait and binge watch it, because that's how I prefer to enjoy that. I do the same thing with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is not a flareover show, though I, I think they could do a crossover and you wouldn't really notice <laughs> in some ways, because... Yeah, that Rebecca Bunch is uh, interesting. But I have been keeping up with Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. And, uh, okay, so Flash, dear Flash, I, I, I see what you're trying to do this season, and I like that they're changing it up. My biggest issue is that Cicada is not that interesting of a villain. And I don't think they realized that. Um, if you're not wanting spoilers up into Elseworlds, then 
I, I should warn you, I am going to be talking about some things that happened in the show leading up to that that would be spoilers. So, you know, bear that in mind. Okay, so maybe he'll get there. Um, I'm hoping. I, I like some of the stuff that they're doing with the Flash family and some of the other storylines that they're doing, and that's really holding my interest in the show. I mean, what they're doing with Killer Frost and her father is really interesting. Seeing, you know, Cisco have to deal with his breakup is really cool that it's not just a one episode thing that we're actually seeing him have to deal with that. I finally got to a place where I like Sherlock. I think that's how it's pronounced. He's very particular about that. Um, he's not my favorite Wells, but you know, my favorite Wells is dead. So that's not going to, he's not coming, going to come back. I, I, I like a lot of what they're doing. The problem with Cicada is he's not interesting. And I don't mean that in a way like, well, he's just boring. No, no. Okay, so we got his background. We got his story. I, I think we should have gotten it a little bit earlier. It would have made him make more sense earlier. And honestly, the last episode before Elseworlds, when they did all the time travel, I think it was called Pastus Prologue, and they did all the time travel to get the thing to, you know, trap his da dagger so they could defeat him. I kind of wish they had. Now, it's possible in the back half of the season there are going to be things that happen that make me really excited and fine with their decision not to, you know, defeat Cicada right then and there. I, I One of the problems that I think that all of the Arrowverse shows are having is that they're wanting to do these really long arcs, and for some characters that worked, and that worked really well, I'm not sure Cicada is a character that would, you know, justify that. At least so far, he hasn't for me. The acting is... I don't want to say anything too bad, but, you know, it, it really... It's somewhere between Kristen Bale's Batman voice and whatever Tom Hardy was doing as Bane for me. Like, I, I don't... I don't find him menacing. I like that he has the ability to negate their powers, so that does add more threat. I like that it's not another speedster. And maybe there's going to be more to the story that we haven't gotten to yet. They really have been doing a lot to tie up how everything... that Having that... Okay, so when they go back to when the particle accelerator blew up, Having the nurse there that's helping Grace, who's Cicada's daughter, that was interesting. And showing how so much came out of that one inciting incident, which is something that they have gone back to a couple times, but really, you know, having those flashes of here's how Weather Wizard came into being, and Ronnie, and, 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 right? That, that was kind of nifty, which made me, of course, wonder if the nurse has powers and we're going to find out that she's somebody special later. And if I was more versed with flash comics, come on DC universe, let that be a thing. Um, I might recognize her or know who she is because they're going to have to do something to make Cicada a much more interesting villain than he currently is on the show. 
Luckily, they've come up with a lot of other stories around the Flash family to make it work. But I, I don't, I really don't understand what they're doing with him. You know, he's running around, he's killing metas. Okay, so he's kind of a meta serial killer. We got an entire episode kind of focused on his backstory, and he blames, you know, his brother and sister were killed by a meta, and that's how he ended up with Grace. And then he and Grace finally start hitting it off, and things are going well. And then, you know, the satellite happens, and Grace is put in a coma, and he gets his powers, and... Okay, I can kind of see where his hatred of metas is coming from, and he's kind of being fed by that nurse lady. And, yeah, but I don't find him creepy. Like, Ragdoll, Ragdoll was creepy. And while I, don't, again, don't think he would have made a compelling villain for an entire season, I... The fact that Cicada keeps getting outshined by some of their minor vic villains, and that I got super excited when Victor Frost's name was dropped, that, mm -hmm, that doesn't say good things. And I really want Flash to be good. You know, this is one of those things, you know, when you look at all of the shows this season, have really kind of stepped out of their comfort zone, especially Arrow. And Arrow has done it in a way that I think works. I There had to be consequences. We knew consequences were coming. You couldn't keep saying that he was a good guy and have him preaching this gospel of we don't kill people when we all saw the first season, and he did. So having him have to go to prison and all of that, which I know happened in the comics, but I'm just trying to limit, you know, to the show's continuity. It, it, it worked. And I like what they're doing with him in prison. I thought, you know, the little sidetrack down to level two to meet Talia, that was kind of nifty. She's one of two people that I thought of when they started saying the demon. Of course, you know, every time I hear that phrase, I want to see Edrigan. I really want to see Edrigan. Please, please, may, may I have Edrigan on something? Something? It's pro probably if he's going to show up anywhere, it's going to be on the animated Constantine show that I haven't checked out yet. Hmm. I still, I still want Edrigan. I still want Edrigan. But having said that, you know, I, I, I like seeing Felicity out of her comfort zone and having to learn to be a fighter instead of just the person in the room looking at the computer screens and, you know, Mr. Terrific having to deal with his fear of mortality. And I mean, everybody's been put into an awkward situation on Arrow. On, on Arrow. And, you know, it, it works for me, you know, seeing, you know, a vigilante have to be chief of police and dealing with the idea that there are other vigilantes running around and the weird future vision that we keep getting with w William and Roy. I like that. I think that's leading somewhere. You know, of course, every time I see that, I keep screaming Connor Hawk because I, I keep expecting them to do Connor Hawk at some point. And I don't know how or when they're going to do that, but I keep expecting that. Like the whoever the, you know, other arrow is. I expect it to be Connor Hawk, even though 
I feel like they've set it up so that it kind of has to be, you know, William from the future or something. Or, you know, I don't know. Or Roy from the future. But that was a good way to kind of set everybody on edge and have them have to do things in a different way. And on Arrow, by giving him a serial killer as his main villain, this would have been a really interesting time to play up the fact that Barry Allen is a, you know, crime scene investigator. He's a CSI. And really play up that part of the show and have it be much more, you know, murder mystery and bring out those elements and still have some of the superhero freak of the week episodes so that, you know, we get to see him running around using his flash powers, but it would in a lot of ways be, would have been a lot more interesting for them to have played up more the, you know, CSI detective side of things. And that's where I feel strange about this season of flash. Like I'm enjoying arrow I really like seeing everybody just thrown off their game and trying to find a way to cope with the new reality. That's been a lot of fun. And they've done that. Like I said, they've done that with all the shows. And after the break, we'll talk about what's going on with Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. But I don't think they hit the right notes with Flash this season. Not that it's bad. Like, Nora is an interesting character. That last reveal of Nora talking to um, Zoom. Not Zoom, sorry. Uh, Eobard Thon in prison in the future. That was something. That, that was really a moment of, ooh, what's going on here? And did intrigue me. And again, leads me to believe that in the end... Fawn is going to be the villain somehow, eventually. And that Cicada is a ruse until we get there. And we're finally going to learn out that Nora isn't, you know, is working under duress or, you know, is not really the goody two shoes that she seems to be. I don't know. We'll see where they go with it. It's not bad. <laughs> you know, I don't want you to say that I think it's... I don't want you to think that I'm saying it's bad. It's just, I don't think they're hitting the right notes. And I could see how they might have done the show in a much more interesting way. It would have departed from the formula they set up for themselves. But this many seasons in, as long as they had a good touch with it, I think the fans would have gone along with them. That's all I'm saying. So... Hopefully it gets better. I'm really looking forward to Elseworlds. I'm really looking forward to that. The only thing that could make me more excited than seeing Stephen Amell as the uh, Flash is if it would have been Diggle, because that just would have been hilarious. That would have been so funny, especially because then you do Stephen Amell, you know, Arrow as the uh, Kid Flash get it would that be wouldn't that be so funny is you know diggle freaks out when he's when the flash runs i don't know maybe it's just me so okay it's time for a break and when we come back we'll talk about supergirl and legends of tomorrow and we're back okay so as far as legends and supergirl go these seasons i've really enjoyed i can't wait to see what they're going to do with dreamer she's been introduced she's interesting I know what her power set is. 
it has not come into play at all in the series so far. So I don't know when that's going to happen. So, okay. So Dreamer, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Dreamer, but I am very excited to see Atrian's superhero on the show, because as many of you know, who have listened to me for a while and for any listeners who don't, I identify as trans myself. So that that's, you know, representation is always a good thing. And she's an interesting character. What they're doing this season, really going back to their roots and talking about political issues in a timely and interesting way with the xenophobia and the hatred against the aliens and the immigrants and the refugees. I I've been very frustrated with James Olsen about his reactions to things and how he's coping with everything. But I, I think I'm meant to be, you know, he's trying to work it out just like everybody else is, but you know, you, you don't give Nazis platforms. That's not good. That never ends well. And of course, you know, we see where that's all going. I, I, I like seeing uh, <laughs> the uh, new person put in charge of, you know, the department that, you know, it's just, there's so many fun character dynamics working on this show. Watching Kara have to play off her hat as a reporter is really interesting. I like that they're kind of playing that up a little bit more this season. Um, I like the relationship between... Um, you know, Ms. Luther and Mr. Olson. And I'm really curious to see where they're going with that because I, I, I have a feeling that Lena is going to end up with superpowers before the season's over because she's going to take, she's not going to risk another human patient and she's going to inject herself with the serum and that's going to give her superpowers. Now, the only thing that I have to say about that is I really don't want Lena to become a villain in this series. So, and it would be really interesting to see what happens if she becomes a hero. It, it would be even more interesting to see what happens throughout the ser series, especially once she realizes and finds out that Kara and Supergirl are the same person because she has mixed feelings about Supergirl and is still buddy-buddy with Kara. So that would be interesting. There's a lot of fun things that they can do with this season. I just, I, I don't know if it's going to have the stomach to do some of it. And I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, but really good so far. I've been enjoying it a lot. I do like the villain. I, I, have problems listening to him talk because I'm a big Star Wars fan and he is the voice of Darth Maul. And I keep waiting for him to pull out a double-bladed lightsaber and go crazy on somebody or to start doing that cackling maniacal laugh. But other than that, you know, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I, I enjoy it a lot. Oh, oh, my sweet love. Oh, my sweet beloved Legends of Tomorrow. This, this show has probably been my favorite Arrowverse show since its debut when it promised me Firestorm and didn't really deliver on Firestorm. Though, to be honest, I, I did not expect to see Firestorm in a TV series. 
portrayed the way he is in the comics because his ability to transmute anything, well, that could be a deus ex machina in too many episodes. And also, it would be a lot of, a, you know, it'd be heavy on the effects budget. Having him just throw fireballs around, meh, they were able to do that. The, this year, though, oh, this year, first of all, Constantine's back, and I am so excited about that and i'm so in love with that because i i'm glad that they found a way to fit him into one of the shows as a regular because oh I, i'm hoping that i know they're doing the animated constantine show and that's probably for budgetary reasons but i'm hoping that this is you know it will be successful and his time on the legends of tomorrow will be successful and they will realize oh yeah we need a constantine show and we, we will get a Constantine show and the CW will continue on its morphing into being the DC streaming app. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm loving Constantine. I love the fact that the Bebo at least, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to crack up too much that when Bebo defeats, defeated malice, uh, they accidentally released all these magical creatures throughout the timeline the unicorn oh my goodness if if you're not a fan of legends of tomorrow and you just want to laugh find the unicorn episode it's the episode that takes place in the 60s watch it it's it's worth the time it's worth the money it's worth the energy to watch it it oh it's so good it's so good and gary is a fun character and i love that he's just a pure comic relief relief character um i can't remember her name i think it was grace the new girl that got brought in to be the caretaker for the magical creatures, she cracks me up so hard. And of course, Gary's got such a crush on her. I can't wait to see how that plays out over the episodes. Oh, I, I'm excited. I, I, I She may already be gone. I don't know. We were uh, catching up on Legends last night and the internet went out. So I got halfway through her first day in her new job and I don't know what happened. So we're, we're going to watch the rest of that tonight. Um, but I'm, I'm loving this show. The relationship between Ava and White Canary is beautiful and hilarious and sexy. And everything that I've always wanted from a same-sex relationship on a, you know, on a major show. You know, it's not played for laughs, it's not played for kicks, it's played the way that you would play any relationship, and I love that. I really, really do. And Ava is such an interesting character. The, the, uh, the, uh, night, um, Friday the 13th episode, when Ava got to be a little girl for the first time ever, was just precious. And I kind of wish they would have spent more time as children in that episode because watching little Ava not understand what it meant to be a little girl and being a, being adult Ava in little girl's body, it cracked me up so hard. It was so funny. And that it's the fact that Legends of Tomorrow is allowed to be as crazy and kooky as an actual comic book while they rein in a lot of the kookiness that should be in the other shows, especially Arrow. I mean, I'm sorry, especially The Flash. Uh, I, I, I love it so much. 
I really do. And this season has been so good. I love that we have the Omaya doppelganger on the ship now. I love that she's a punk and is bringing that punk spirit to rival everything that is John Constantine. Oh, there's the Thanksgiving episode. I mean, what is, what more is there to say? I mean, sitting there with you know Commander Steele's family as they have to deal with family issues, and of course everything's going crazy at the you know at the Time Bureau, and oh, it's just too good. It's just too good. I I, I can't say enough good things about Legend of Legends of Tomorrow, and. The fact that it's becoming very, you know, self-aware about its, you know, it just, oh. the kaiju episode when, you know, we're, we were watching it, I recognized his name and I was like, oh my goodness, he created Godzilla. And Brian looked at me like, wait, what? And, you know, oh, it was so good. It was so good. And Rory and his talent as a romance writer and the fact that he finally got to meet the object of his, uh, romance writing dreams and had a moment of lure and indenda with her just oh my goodness it, it just I, I don't know what to say They've, they're doing a really good job this se season and while they're keeping characters the same as you would expect for a tv show they're also letting them grow in remarkable and fun ways and while I know we're never going to get, you know, a darkest night or a brightest day, because Green Lantern will probably never come to television, even though they've hinted at him so many times. And, like, they could at least throw us Kyle Rayner, you know? They could at least do that, right? Like, it doesn't have... Uh, anyway... But, you know, I, I really want him to somehow get his hand on a blue ring. Like, I know they're not going to do the Green Lanterns and we're probably not going to get introduced to the emotional spectrum. But if any actor deserves his blue, blue ring and deserves to be a Blue Lantern, yeah, Brandon Roth is really, really earning that blue ring. And again, I'm not stupid. I know they're not going to do light powers. They're not going to do constructs. They're not going to do the Green Lantern core on television. As much as I want them to. And I know even if they did, they would do a, the whole build up to Blackest Night. But uh, the Atom with a blue ring, I, I need to see it. I need to see it. I need to see him literally wield the power of hope. I mean, for goodness sakes, we got to see them use a Bebo to take down a demon. Oh, that was so good. I mean, that was so good. I, I I just need I, there there are things that I need from my TV shows and that's one of them, but of course we'll see how well Elseworlds does because there is the chance that we will end up getting a Batgirl I'm sorry Batwoman TV series I know that's one of the things that is being talked about as a possible series I'm fine with that I'm assuming after I watch the episode I'll still be fine with that but we'll see after that after we do that but. Y'all know my heart is with the Green Lantern Corps, and it's never gotten its fair shake on television or in the movies. And I really 
think if Greg Berlanti is the one person that I would trust to do the Green Lantern Corps right, you know, I, I just would. So we'll see what they do with it. I, I, mm, I just, I, I want him to get a blue power ring. I want that to happen so bad. Mainly because I want to see Brandon Roth be hippie Brandon Roth with a blue power ring, able to instill hope in others. Just would that be amazing? Wouldn't that be awesome? Just think about that for a minute. Don't you want to see that too? Maybe if we all say it and talk about it enough, DC will let it happen, or the CW will let it happen, or the writers will think about it and make it happen. Whatever chain of events has to happen to make it happen, maybe we can cause that to come about. But yeah, this se- this season, these seasons, this year, I-, I think the Arrowverse has kind of found its footing again. And, you know, last season didn't feel so much like... You know, I felt like it was meandering. It didn't really know where it was going. This season, for the most part, I feel like it's got its feet, with the exception of Arrow, which has... I'm not... Sorry. Why do I keep saying Arrow? With the exception of The Flash, which, again, is not bad. It's just not what I want it to be. I want it to be better. And so that's me. I would love to know what you think. You can hit me up on social media. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter. You can find links to all of my social media at profiles at projectshadow.com. Um, Twitter's probably the best one to contact me by. If you would like to send me a voicemail message, you can do that really easily. Just go to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app, follow Project Shadow on there, and then you can send me a one-minute voicemail message. Keep it clean. It can be a question, comment, or a topic that you want me to discuss on the show. And if it's good, I'll use it on the show. I've done it in the past, and I really like doing that. If the app that you're currently listening to me on lets you rate either this episode or the show, please do that. That helps out a lot. That tells the algorithm. I cannot talk today. That tells the algorithms that they should share me with other people. Speaking of which, if you know anybody who you think would like this show, please share it with them and help me to continue to grow our, the audience for it. If you got a dollar, you can throw my way. You can, depending on the app that you're in, you can either hit the button that says support or in the show notes, you'll see a link that says support on Anchor. If you click that, you can support me at the $1, $5, $10 a month levels. That money really helps me keep these shows coming to you as well as everything that I do. If you want to support everything, including my writing, you can go to patreon.com slash Dorset and donate over there. It really does help. It means the world to me. Got three books coming out next year and three audiobooks, you know, to go with them, all that kinds of stuff. Anywho, until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.